Welcome to the Strangeology Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Foran. From cryptozoology, ufology, and the paranormal, to legends, forbidden history, and more. Listen in and explore the world of the weird and unexplained. Join me as I look into strange and fascinating tales and unearth the truths and theories behind some of the world's greatest mysteries. Be sure to head on over to our HQ, strangeology.com, where you can check out our blog, episodes archive, gift shop, and so much more. Now sit back, relax, and join me as we get weird. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Strangeology Podcast, your place for all things strange and unexplained. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, I hope you all had a great holiday and are staying safe and healthy out there, uh, despite all the craziness and uncertainty going on right now. Uh, the, the dead of winter has set in for New England, and in Vermont, we're facing a negative 35 degree Fahrenheit uh, wind chill over the next day as I'm recording this. Uh, <laughs> it's late at night right now, but tomorrow it's going to be a chiller. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. We haven't gotten a huge dump of snow yet this season, but that typically doesn't hit here until around mid-February, uh, usually around Valentine's Day, uh, and then sometimes around like St. Patrick's Day in March. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to keep this intro uh, short and sweet. The only announcement that I have right now is that I've got a few new designs up in my shop over on Etsy uh, as a part of my home state cryptids and legends uh, collection. I currently have uh, somewhere over 30 different designs so far and a lot more to go. Uh, for CryptidCon, I had this large 24-inch uh, by 30-inch kind of A-frame foam board sign that I had made up uh, that featured this map. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, you've probably seen it. Uh, it's kind of like my my progress map of uh, <laughs> completion for this project. Um, so it just shows like the United States and then all the different states that I've I've created designs for so far. And I I lost track of how many people were like they'd come up to my table and they would see you know all this color and all these different cryptid crypto designs uh but then there was a big hole where like indiana was and georgia and they're like oh you don't have anything for indiana uh, you don't have anything for georgia and i had to explain every time that oh it's a work in progress uh <laughs> and they'll be coming eventually well now uh i have done uh designs for those states uh for Georgia, I decided to do Alti or the Altamahaha, uh, the, the sea monster that uh, allegedly lives down there. Well, I guess the sea monster slash river monster. Uh, and for Indiana, I created a design for the Beast of Busco. Uh, and there's a lot of other cool cryptids, uh, especially in Indiana, uh, which I'll, I'll circle back uh, to do eventually. And most of the states that I've done so far, I want to go back in and, and and do some subsequent cryptids. I've already done that for, I think, West Virginia, 
and uh, Arizona. I don't know if I've done any uh, any other seconds on on other states quite yet, but uh, that's definitely going to be in the works uh, for sure. And and this year, I also have plans to branch out to other countries as well. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't really have any Nessie designs yet, which uh, <laughs> that's going to change. Well, technically, uh, I, I do have a Nessie design for uh, Valentine's Day uh, stuff on my shop, which uh, if, if you haven't been to my shop, I do. Uh, I guess I have more than one announcement. It's, this is just shop stuff we're talking. Uh, but I do have my Valentine's Day cryptid designs back up in the shop uh, i do have some uh some cards as well gonna try to get around to making some new ones uh but if you do want to uh pick up some some uh, valentine's day gifts for your loved ones uh definitely do it in the next couple of weeks uh usually you know shipping production takes uh, a week or two so definitely get on that if uh if you have a significant other or someone who might appreciate some some fun and cute cryptid merch. But yes, I, I do have uh, one more home state uh, cryptid design uh, coming up pretty soon. I haven't released it publicly yet, except to my patrons who, who get uh, some early access to, to see what new merch I'm working on. And I'll be releasing that on my shop, hopefully within a day or two of this episode dropping. So be on the lookout for that. It's a really fun one, and I think uh, people are going to dig it. Anyway, uh, let's get to it. For this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Mothboy Mike and Danner Cypher Sprague of Conjure Dust Designs about their cryptid children's book, along with their interests and backgrounds in cryptozoology. It was a super fun chat, and uh, I hope you dig it. So here we go. All right, uh, welcome back to the show, everyone. Tonight is going to be super fun. Uh, first off, this is the uh, the first interview of my new season, uh, and I'm hanging out with some buds from the cryptid community. Uh, we've got Michael Strayer, a.k.a. Mothboy Mike from the Mothboys podcast, and Danner Cypher Sprague of Conjure Dust Designs. Uh, both Mike and Danner came together to write, illustrate, and release a cryptid children's book called Mothman Learns the ABCs, which I have right here. Wow, look at that. That's <laughs> hey, hell nice. yeah, brother. <laughs> well, yeah, so thanks for coming on to the show, guys. Uh, how, how are you all yeah, doing brother. tonight? Do uh, you want to give a, like, a little quick background about like what <laughs> each of you guys do and how you found yourselves uh, enveloped within the world of cryptozoology and, and uh, Fortean subject matter? Danny, you go first. <laughs> all righty. Um, my name is Danner Cypress Sprague. I am also known as Contra Dust Designs. I am an illustrator. I have pretty much been interested in the Fortean realm ever since I was a child. Both my father and his cousin growing up would like take me out on little UFO sighting hunts or ghost hunts or just like we'd go out to like hot spots for paranormal activity, hunting for Bigfoot, things like that. So like early on, a seed was planted and it's just a uh, 
I kind of rolled with it ever since. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, <laughs> I, I remember growing up and just hitting the library when I was a kid and picking up all the UFO and Bigfoot books and stuff like that. And never had anyone take me on, um, you know, quests to find Bigfoot. I, I heard of, of groups. I'm not sure if they're part of the BFRO, like in, in Vermont where I'm from, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. <laughs> How about you, Mike? Um, uh, well, I'm, I'm Michael. I, uh, I'm, I'm part of, I'm one of the co-hosts of Moth Boys podcast, which is a, uh, a, uh, a so-called comedy podcast on, uh, cryptids <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know what I was thinking, actually, you guys, we, we're cryptids, conspiracies, and the unknown. That's our, like our little slogan or whatever that is. Yeah. We don't really do conspiracies do too much. I, I know. I know. I was, we I've always wondered about that. Conspiracies, you know? <laughs> we, our name. we do, we do cryptids in the unknown pretty well, but we don't really do. But anyways, that's besides the fact. Uh, yeah, we're a comedy, <laughs> yeah. I do po- comedy podcast. Um, we just started doing a festival last year um, called Cryptid Bash which was a lot of fun. So we're going to be doing that this year, 2022. Uh, and then I am um, the author of Mothman Lunes ABCs, like you said. Um, I was into Bigfoot and aliens when I was young, of course. And then I saw the Mothman Prophecies in the theaters. My dad took me to see that movie in the theaters. And that nice. opened up that opened up my whole world to, to all that kind of stuff. So That's, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my dad took me to see the movie, but my mom was really into like uh, ghosts and Bigfoot and aliens. You know the the typical stuff you get into. Yeah, usually, you know. So yeah, no, that's then, awesome. Then my, and then my uh, my knowledge expanded with the Mothman. That's when it got weird. My life got strange. So yeah, <laughs> blame it, blame it on the Mothman. Exactly. I, I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's probably blasphemy, but I I have still yet to watch the Mothman prophecies movie. Wow. Oh, um, really? It's yeah, yeah. It's it's on my to do my to do list, but yeah, Richard Gere's waiting for you. I know, I know. You I can, like I. You can wear you can wear that as a, like a weird badge of honor, actually. Yeah, like, right, right. Like I, mean? I I have the book, but I haven't watched the movie. <laughs> right. So I mean, the book and the movie have very little to do with each other. Yeah, yeah, really, I'm, yeah. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. like to blame Mothman for all my weirdness. I actually blame Richard Gere for all my <laughs> weirdness. So that's Silver Fox. Yeah. Oh man. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like thinking back growing up to like my, my mom used to watch UFO shows with me and stuff like that. And I remember back in, it was like the mid nineties and I think it was before the Blair witch project came out and there was this, uh, kind of like mockumentary show that came out and I think it was on like the UPN channel and it was called like the, the McPherson tapes, like alien incident in Lake County. And it was this supposed like found footage video. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen this? And it was, it was a movie, right? Yeah. It was this like hour and a half long movie found yeah, footage I think style. I, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was like this, this farm family somewhere in like, I don't know, Kentucky or Tennessee or something like that. And they're having Thanksgiving dinner and the power goes out. So the, the younger son with a camera 
it goes out with like his older brothers and they see like a UFO has landed on the farm <laughs> and they're like dissecting cows and stuff. And then they come after the family scared the crap out of me when I was, when I was a kid and like, right. I was always afraid of getting abducted by aliens after that. Well, well, that, that, that. That movie for me was fire in the sky. Yeah. I, um, Ooh, fire. In yeah, the sky I, really I still, I still can't watch me. it. I'll be honest. I, I, I still haven't seen a full movie because I can't bring myself to watch it. It's still, it's still, it still scares, scares me. I, no, I, I didn't I watch the it. full movie until I was, you know, probably like 31 <laughs> or 32 and I'm right. like almost 38 now, but yeah. it's like. It's scary <laughs> stuff, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. That's a, a really intense uh, story. Yeah. Um, Mike, I was wondering, um, you know, Moth Boys, can you talk mm -hmm. about how Moth Boys became a thing? Because it's it's you, it's Matt, and it's also uh, not Moth Boy that Jake. Other guy. Yeah, right, the other that guy. The other guy, yeah, Jake. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the mysterious Jake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, how, did we, how did we start? Was that the question? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were all at uh, the Mothman Festival one year, and uh, we were just hanging out, um, and... Uh, we we're like, how can we, how can we get a table at this festival next year? How can we make that work out for us? So right we, were, we were throwing ideas around. We're like, yeah, we were, this is something we want to like, we want to do. So we originally started off as doing like a, uh, like a t-shirt company, like bootleg. Like um, originally it was going to be like, we would take an album cover. Like we were going to do the Smiths meet his murder album. I don't know if you guys know that cover, but it's yeah, like a guy yeah, yeah. wearing a, um, it would have been the Chupacabra or something. Instead oh, of that's the, awesome. Yeah. So we were thinking about like different ways we could be a part of the festival. And that was like the, the beginning was like a bootleg. Just put uh, cryptids into album covers or something essentially. Nice. And they're like, nah, we don't want to do that. I don't know <laughs> if that would work. We're uh, to be honest, you could, you could maybe bring that back. We could, right. But yeah. I, none of us, none of us draw or anything and like we're just mostly we can talk oh darn well if we only had part. a friend that could draw yeah. or like yeah, I, don't I don't know i don't know anybody that could draw so yeah <laughs> i don't know anybody either guys uh, but, but um, i totally buy a uh a moth boys shirt with uh yeah. that design <laughs> right that'd be sick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but then we Hell just started yeah. we, we started just um you know poking poking the idea around of you know just doing a podcast together and just talking about stuff but putting a little uh Cause, cause we listen, we listen to podcasts and there are a lot of them are serious and which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. It's a, it's good. I mean, but yeah. we wanted to take a, take a podcast and kind of do something, laugh at it a little bit, you know, you know, poke fun of it a little bit, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There, there's not enough humor in, in, in uh right. 40 and podcasts. Which, I mean, which, there, you, think, some, which you think, which yeah. you think there should be, you know I mean? You're talking, you're talking about some of the, like the craziest, craziest oh, stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? So you think there'd be a little bit more, right. um, so yeah, we got to, got talking about that, and we started the podcast. The first the first Moth Boys meeting, we um we actually didn't get an episode at all. We did three different episodes, but we we scrapped them all because we, we there was. <laughs> oh, I didn't the, know that. The, the, yeah, the jokes were uh, jokes were way too intense. I think oh, no. you know, and they were a little bit. They were like we we we're, we uh we like to joke around a lot, but these jokes were. The way out there. So we, was it still the sheep squatch that you were going for first? Was it the what? Was it still the sheep squatch that you were going for first? Um no, we actually did um Betty and Barney Hill was uh as huh. one of the first episodes. Oh no, and I think, oh, God, I I think there were certain the yeah, there were certain like uh 
I don't a lot of probing jokes, like too many probing jokes. Uh, I think you know what I mean. So we were like, okay, we'll screw. Well, so, and then we gonna, came back with a little bit clearer head of what we want to do, and yeah, you know, we've changed over the time, but um, and then the next year we did get a table at the Mothman Festival. It was uh, you know, um, which was great. I mean, we had that opening. We, we emailed Jeff, and they were sold out way ahead of an advance. And he's like, well, I'll put you on the list. And then one day we got the email that you know we were on it. So that was our end with the festival. Awesome. So yeah, and it uh our show has changed a little bit, but it's mostly just stayed the same. I mean, I think we've gotten kind of a rhythm going over the years. We've been at podcast for three years this year. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. 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 Oh my god, it's been three years already. Yeah. Wow. Jesus yeah. It's wild, man. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for, for sharing a little bit of history there. I think there should be a, uh, a moth boys uncensored, uh, release yeah. of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, that's awesome, man. Um, and you, you mentioned, uh, cryptid bash, which was, mm-hmm. which is awesome. That was my first foray into, uh, vending at events beyond like, setting up a merch that table at a show first event it was yeah so you were so put together oh yeah. my god yeah. right. I, I have <laughs> i was under the impression that you'd been doing that for like a year now right uh, well i have a background in graphic design and marketing and stuff so that's kind of i was just kind of went all in i guess um so oh you killed yeah. it thank yeah. you thank you yeah no i mean that was an amazing event and i can't wait for uh thank you cryptid bash number two right uh, yeah mike can you can you give any details for for the new cryptid bash or is there any like yeah uh, expansion of stuff that you guys are planning to do to make it bigger and better or yeah i think yeah i think that um yeah cryptid bash um we're gonna do the same people last year are gonna be invited again if they want to yeah um we might um i think we might add another room actually to to be able to space people out more and uh, we're still gonna put some people outside too so there'll be a little bit um there'll be a little more more space for people and uh we're gonna have a few musical guests i think we're gonna do that again um we actually we're actually talking about putting um actually talking about doing some guest speakers this year maybe getting some some big name guest speakers to come out and you know do do a do a little chat with people and whatever whatever you know yeah but yeah workshops <laughs> yeah workshops something we're, we're talking about we're, we're trying to figure that all now but we're definitely going to have you know i thought i think that musical guest was a lot of fun and then you know i think guest speakers would be cool to have, have an option to go watch somebody guest guest speak but yeah. we want to try to keep it simple still we don't want to add too much you know we want to keep we keep it about the vendors yeah. and making sure they, they, uh, they, uh, are selling their product and, uh, and yeah, we want to keep it free for people. You know, I, uh, for, uh, we, we, we think that it's better. People are going to be more willing to spend money if they don't have to spend money to get into the event. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, how I, yeah. that's how we think about it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. It's going to be hard for people to spend $10 to get in just to spend more money on the artists that are there. So we want to keep it and we want to keep it free for families and people that can't afford to get, get into these kind of events. So I think that's, it's definitely going to be a free event still. We want yeah. To that's, that that's, that's great. Plus it's that's a college great. town. So being free is great for publicity. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah yep. For yep. sure. That's true. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, same, there's a bunch of cool vendors, music, and then guest speakers. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be, at I'm the, so uh, excited. Yeah. Morgantown art party again. That's where yep, yep. Cool. Morgantown art party. And then uh Morgantown art bar, which is down the street a little bit. Oh, okay. So, which right we on. were kind of showing movies last year. 
which, which we didn't really advertise that well. We got to we gotta work on that. But uh, what we want to do is the, the Morgantown Art Party is like, you know, just off the road. So we're going to have vendors kind of lined up leading from one venue to the other so people know oh cool you know, i mean so, yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah i didn't really get much of a chance to leave my table when i was yeah. there yeah <laughs> it was just like constant yeah people that's good. everywhere yeah, sure. which is awesome yeah yeah good <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah thanks for putting that together and, and awesome. yeah. all the work that goes into it it's it's oh, a yeah. huge undertaking i, I get mm-hmm. it um, absolutely yeah um well speaking of um like vendor tables and stuff danner um you've got a a killer setup uh as oh, well stop. for for vending at conferences <laughs> um you've got this whole like boy scout camper vibe uh what inspired you to like go with that kind of cryptid cub scout aesthetic so what's what's really funny is originally uh going into conjure desk designs uh cryptids were not actually my initial take it had a completely different conception. I was sort of just going for like general spooky. Um, if you couldn't tell from my logo, it's it was kind of going for more of like the like eclectic hex witch aesthetic. Mm. Uh, what was like the little hand in the jar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the idea of doing cryptids didn't actually roll around until like I had posted a few cryptid things on my Instagram, like back before I was even any sort of business um, that like some people were into, you know, it was along the shy, alongside my other ghost shit. Um, a lot of people were really into that as well. But when Fallout 76 came out, I attended the Mothman festival and I was all like, Oh my God, like, the Mothman was not a big thing as far yeah. as I knew. Like I remember reading about the Mothman in Ripley's Believe It or Not when I was in middle school. And then like my dad talking about it when I was little, I was like, I thought it was just this a niche thing that nobody <laughs> knew about except for like a couple of us. Yeah. But I went to this event. I was like, this is huge. I think I need to kind of rework what I'm doing here. And I started reimbursing myself into the cryptid community and realizing that there's such a wide variety of people that are started like pretty much taking other people under their wings and then just introducing other people into this. It was just this huge chain reaction. I feel like over the couple of years where this had just grown into this massive industry of pop culture. And so from there, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I've always loved cryptids. I'm going to retailer my stuff a little bit. I'm going to work in this direction. And now the hard part is being original. So I was like, oh, what else do I want? You know, everyone and their brother, you know, they could draw a scary moth, man. It's like, well, I'm a lot better at doing the cute stuff. So I'm going to start pushing it to that approach, see what that does. It started taking off a little bit. And then I thought, like, you know, now that I'm looking into a lot of this cryptozoology scene, where, like, I had seen a lot of it on, like, Tumblr at the time, mm-hmm. um, not a lot of people were focusing on the outdoorsy element of it. Because at the end of the day, like hunting for cryptids, going out on these expeditions, it's a very, very out in the elements event that I feel like wasn't exactly being tapped into in the uh, like pop culture field. So I kind of took that and I ran with it. And my first year doing Conjure Dust when 2020 rolled around with COVID, uh, I wanted to put out a summer line of camp cryptid or sorry not camp cryptid the cryptid scouts with camp conjure dust 
And people just ate that stuff up. It was just nice. going to be a summer thing. I was going to do like a little summer theme and then a fall theme and a winter theme. But the camp stuff just took off. And I was like, you know what? That's going to be my thing. That's and awesome. it just, it just stuck. It like kind of tapered off a little bit come autumn. But when I realized that like people were still buying the camp Contra dust stuff, um, I brought it back and it sort of just has been my thing ever since. That's awesome. <laughs> Plus, I'm, I'm an avid outdoors fan. You know, I'm always going out camping and hiking and things like that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It, you know, I fit the ticket. Yeah. Something that you identify with and are passionate about definitely uh, that comes through in your art. It's it's super cutesy and super fun for sure. Um, yeah. And, and being original, uh, you know, having my own merchandise and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's it's uh, it's an interesting uh, challenge to to tackle <laughs> for sure well it is because at the end of the day a lot of these cryptids are they're not exactly round characters you get the mothman you're like okay he's an enigmatic shadow with glowing red eyes yeah if you leave it at that you're like that's all it needs to be to be mothman you know i could paint anything black put red eyes on it look it's mothman yeah uh, having the freedom to kind of run with it i think is what really makes some of these monsters really really interesting because you can kind of morph them to whatever you want to be because no one knows what they are Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> and I was just thinking back, like when you're like, oh yeah, no one knows who Mothman is. And it's, it was this like small niche thing. And now it's like really kind of exploded. I remember one of my old bands, I, um, I wrote a song uh, there. Were, we had a few songs about like the Jersey devil. Uh, cause my, uh, my buddy yeah. who played guitar for the band was from New Jersey and, and the Jersey devil is one of my favorite cryptid stories. Uh, so we had to write songs about it, but I remember like reading all about the Mothman, and this was like 2007, 2008. And I wrote a song called point pleasant. Um, <laughs> that was about Mothman, uh, which is like, you know, that was a, a lifetime ago. So who knows? Maybe if you, if you, uh, Google that song title, you might find it. I'm not going to say what the band was. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, what's your, um, do you have a favorite cryptid you like to draw uh, besides Mothman? Um, I actually really enjoy drawing the Snallygaster. Oh, um, yeah. I just, I kind of like the like serpentine sort of critter with like the little chicken legs and the tiny little wings and the horns. And uh, having the tentacles for a tongue adds for some cool dynamic there. Yeah, it's a really uh, a, a unique kind of chimera. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's a super interesting visual. It's horrifying. It is horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And beyond the illustrations, you also uh, you do things like jewelry and 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 uh, stickers and all that. Um, what kind of equipment do you, you use? Is there specific stuff like with the jewelry that you you uh, do you use like a, a, a router type of machine or anything like that to, to make those? Cause you do those all DIY, don't you? Or Danner, Danner uh, so, it sounds like he's, he's trying to take your ideas, but it sounds yeah, like, I know. like so what, what exactly Wait, what are the your trade? <laughs> um, I actually have access to a, uh, university laser cutter. Oh, cool. So I, um, I, did some work with a professor at OSU for a while. I, I still do here and there, but um, he, I, I've still got swipe access to like the fabrication lab there. And so whenever I like come up with these ideas, 
you know, I'll like draw out the basic silhouettes on my iPad and stuff, throw them into Adobe Illustrator, um, and I get like the laser cut files ready. Nice. And I just sort of make a day of like mass cutting, like all of my designs, stocking up as much as I can with a bunch of little pieces of wood that I reclaim from various sources. Hmm. Um, you know, I like sand them down. I repaint them. Uh, I try to recycle as much as I can. So I'm not just like using new wood. Um, and most of my earrings are from like recycled wood and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of nice because it keeps costs down and you know, I like trying to be as eco-friendly as possible going into these because going like originally when I first started Conjure Dust and I didn't know what I was doing, I was like cutting them out of like plastic acrylic. Hmm. And after I did like my first set of those, I was like, you know, I, I'm not really into the idea of putting all this plastic back into the world because like when you cut out the little shapes, you get all these little like itty bitty little scraps of plastic that I end up throwing in the trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not really that, into that. That microplastic. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really regretted that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so once I sold out of all of my plastic ones, I have gone to solely wood for all of my pins and my nice. earrings and my jewelry, uh, just to try to you know keep my environmental impact just down as much as I can. I mean, at the end of the day, like I still use vinyl stickers, so that is plastic. Um, I haven't really found a workaround for that yet, but you know, doing what I can. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the technology is always advancing. Uh, Mm -hmm. There might be some, you know, recyclable material that certain vendors might be coming up with and testing out. When I used to have my old design job, I remember like printers would come in uh, to the office periodically and show off like new materials and substrates that they that they could offer to print on. And there was like one time this guy came in that had uh you could print like directly onto a wood substrate uh, if you didn't want to oh, use cool. like a plastic, like a, a Sintra or a Coroplast or something like that. Um, so yeah, there's there's always new technology coming out. So who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll get some biodegradable stickers uh, in the next time. I'm years. really hoping we do because like <laughs> yeah, it's that's like the one product that isn't like biodegradable that I've been working with so far. Like all of my postcards are recycled paper. All of my business cards are recycled. Uh, my entire table setup, I use antique wood that I found and, you know, cleaned up. Yeah, um, yeah. I love your table as setup, much of man. It. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> like, I try to keep it as, like, renewable as possible. Yeah. It's the stickers. They're the one bane. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I picked up uh, a Mothman ornament uh, from your shop this uh, this year, or I guess last year at this point. I forget it's 2022 already. Oh, really? um, and I love it. My, my I son, really appreciate that. I opened it up and my son was like, Mothman. <laughs> and uh, got his, got his uh, sticky sticky hands all over it, but I cleaned it up. So. <laughs> um, and so once downside to wood is it, it shows fingerprints really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. A little too well. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's cool, though. It's cool. It gives a character. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, here, here's a question I want to pose to both of you. Um, since we're we're all enthusiasts of uh, the strange and un- unexplained, have either of you encountered anything in your lifetimes uh, or that you couldn't explain, or have you gone out searching for cryptids? I know, Danner, you've got a, a history uh, of you know going out uh, searching for cryptids and and, and ghost hunting. Um, yeah, is that something you're still involved with, or yeah, uh, whoever wants to go first can <laughs> chime in. 
I'll, I'll take this one, I guess. I was about to say, is let's that, take turns. Is that cool with you, Danny? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I just had the spotlight for a while. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, um, You've got a good one. I've, I've had one weird thing happen to me. Um, uh, me and the boys, the Moth Boys, uh, we were out on this haunted, supposedly haunted road up in Buffalo, up in Buffalo, New York. And, uh, you know, we were, we were driving down the road and we would stop every so often. It was pitch black out <clears throat> and, uh, we would stop and get out of the car and just like, you know, sit still for a minute and not talk, just to see if we could hear anything. And, uh, I was recording and, uh, so Matt and, uh, uh, Jake were out, we're out, uh, on the road, just listening in the woods, just looking. And they, they came running to the car and they, they were, <laughs> they were saying, let's go, let's get out of here right now. And, uh, <laughs> so we drove off and they're like, we, we heard a whistle off in the woods. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Something is, but that could, I guess it could be somebody at 2 AM, you know, in the middle of Buffalo in the country of Buffalo, New York. And, um, so, you know, I, li- I, I listened back to the recording and the whistling, uh, it sounds like it's directly into my phone essentially which is strange because they said they heard it off in the woods. Oh, and you didn't even hear it at all at first. No, I didn't hear it at all. I, I had to listen to the recording to, to hear anything at all. And then oh, I, I've heard the recording. No. Yeah. It's pretty damn <laughs> spooky. Yeah. Wow. Cause they heard, it up, they heard it up way off in the woods. I'm like, Oh, that could be a person. And then, you know, they were freaking out. They're like, no, there's like, there's something whistling out there. And like in the recording, you hear it whistle and then it like dies down and then it, it tries to whistle again. Kind of, it's, it's, it's really strange. It's strange. Oh, wow. Do you still but have it the sounds recording? Like, it's like something like directly into my phone trying that's to whistle. Crazy. Into it. That's crazy. That's crazy. Really that's the only thing. That's only you need weird. to upload that somewhere. Like I should, I, I should that something to, happens to your phone. You need right, to absolutely yeah. like make that into it. Like some sort of YouTube video. I hope. Right. You yeah. Yeah. yeah and, for sure. can, and that's, and that's like the only thing that's ever happened to me. So, I mean, I should, I should try to preserve that somehow, I guess, you know, but oh I mean, yeah. Yeah. If, if you have uh, like audio evidence, definitely, definitely right. do that for sure. As there, yeah. there's some, some interesting implications with, with whistling with certain, yes. certain types of cryptids uh, right. and, and that kind of thing, which, right. uh, you know, uh, it makes me think of, there's a story on Reddit and I know mm-hmm. stories on Reddit, creepypasta. It wasn't a creepypasta. It was on, uh, the, the pale crawler subreddit. And there was oh, this yeah. guy that was talking about camping with his friends out in Western PA, uh, you know, kind of in your guy's neck of the woods. <laughs> and, um, he was like going out periodically to get wood and it, they were at like this campsite, um, and it was pretty cleaned out for like several hundred feet around. And I think it was in like, I think it was in like March of 2020. So it was like right before lockdowns happened. And, uh, the further out he got, he started hearing like weird whistling oh, man. and then eventually <laughs> something started like, uh, pacing him in, in the woods and would like, oh, kind of like go like around him. And eventually he, uh, he totally like got freaked out and he like he started running back to like the campsite all his buddies were like passed out at the fire from drinking and stuff and i think he like he jumped into a ditch to hide and then he he looked around and he saw this figure kind of come up and it like called out for him and like his friend's voice. I mean, I don't know if this is legit, but like that, kind of <laughs> it's still scary like, though. Yeah, yeah, it's still scary, man. It's right. still scary. And then it like bolted at like inhuman speeds once it fit, like didn't 
find where this guy was. So who Man. knows if that's if that's real? But hey, I mean, if that was something out there right. when, when you and the boys were, <laughs> were right. out there, it's a good thing to well, get out of there for sure. A lot, a lot of people say that you know, Bigfoot uh, type creatures can. Uh, the whistling kind of goes along with Bigfoot sometimes too. I think you know. So right, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that, it could be it could be that too. Yeah, um, yeah. But when it comes to like hunting cryptids, uh, I don't really do so much of that as I like going to like explore the areas where cryptids were seen. Yeah. Just kinda, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so much looking for the cryptid, I guess I'm just being in that area where it happened gives me like, you know, makes, makes me happy. No, yeah, uh, I, I'm into but, that too. <laughs> right. Like whenever I'm down in Grafton, I'll always go down to the spot where it was supposedly seen and just like hang out down there and just walk around and, so I do a lot of that. Like I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll hear stories and then just go to places to explore uh, cryptids, but nah, I've never seen anything myself other than heard that whistle. So I wish, I, I wish something would make itself known to me, but not yet. So <laughs> Yeah. Who knows? There's time. <laughs> How about you, Dan? Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a couple, like none that give any sort of definitive proof in my eyes, but they're still pretty darn spooky. Um, the first one is pretty easily chalked up as something natural, but talking about the whistling makes you want to tell this one. Is it the camping? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. I was down <laughs> in the New River Gorge uh, doing a loop of West Virginia back in like 2018. And uh, my then partner and I, we were quite into rolling into campsites uh, at like two o'clock in the morning. And then just sort of, you know, waking up and paying our fares the next morning. Well, honor system kind of system. But there was one night it had been raining. And so I ventured off into the woods off of like the main campground area to look for some dry kindling under some like, some of the trees were a little bare in there. But I was trying to find some like evergreen trees or something that I could find some dry kindling under. And there was this one particular was this huge tree that I found some big sticks under and I was in the process of grabbing them when from like what sounded like maybe 30 feet above my head, this like super high pitch, like amplified penny whistle sound just fires off above me and I drop what I'm holding, Oh man! Uh, you know, fumble with my headlamp, shine it upward. And uh, the branches had rustled, rustled a little bit, but there was nothing up there. And I was all like, okay, you know, calm down. It was just a big old owl or something, <laughs> but like, I'm a bird guy. Uh, I spent a lot of time down at the new river gorge and I love listening to the owls down there. I've never heard anything quite like that. It just sounded like if you took a penny whistle and you just like blew it through a megaphone, but huh. I spent the next hour back at my campsite, just like on my, I had the Cornell app. Um, listening to bird calls from the area like i'm like yeah. okay maybe not even owls listening to everything i couldn't find a single thing that matched it and in the old uh original like the first reported sighting of mothman with the uh, scarberry and moret millet families they uh reported that the mothman was giving off some high squeaking kind of whistling yeah. sound so oh, it's just a weird connection i'm sure it was just some weird big bird huh. but it really like it kind of gets that crypto side of me going it's creepy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing those stories, guys. Uh, mm -hmm. That was yeah, of pretty cool. <laughs> um, geez, I guess um, 
We should probably talk about the book a little bit, huh? What do you What do you say? Book? What mm. book? <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote a book? Only if we're talking about the good book. You know what I mean? Yeah, the good, the good book. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> the, those, uh, <laughs> ABCs. Hello, hallelujah. Um, well, geez, I guess um, my first question would be. Out of the uh, the twenty six letters, what's uh, what's what are each of you guys' favorite uh, favorite pages in in Mothman learns uh, the ABCs? Uh wow. Um, is it gazing? Is G, up at the stars? Uh, that the, that's S. Stars, G, right? G is guitars. Yeah, S guitar. Is stars. That's right. Yeah, S. I love that shot. I love that that drawing. It's beautiful. I think it's a nice that was my, probably my favorite to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think my favorite one to compose was, uh, I think the letter V with Mothman eats his vegetables at the Greenbrier served by the veggie man man in there. Yeah. 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 The veggie man serving him vegetables at the Greenbrier. I had a lot of fun with that one. Also, whenever we talk about this, I like to, I like to bring up the fact that somehow Danner somehow made veggie man something that's not horrifying for children to look at. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, he's yeah, that, that was probably the hardest character to design. Yeah, yeah, there's there's not a lot of like references or or illustrations out there of Veggie Man. It's a pretty like, it's a, not really a, a well known like cryptid slash alien creature. Um, so yeah, that's a really nice rendition of it for sure. Well, well whenever whenever you do see, I feel like it's just like this horrifying green creature. It's yeah. Like, I, I feel like uh, Valley Raven Folklore's design is sort of like the popular idea right. of it. Every oh, time okay. I Google it, that's one of the first ones that shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. that like emaciated, scary thing with shit <laughs> dripping all off. Right? Yeah, it's it's I, terrifying looking. It is I, terrifying. I always think and I was like, that. how do I take this and make it into a kid's character? Because as soon as yeah, Mike remember, was all I like, I want the Veggie Man in this book. I'm like, right. why? He's scary. Yeah. He's yeah. scary. Yeah. I always think of. Uh, did you guys ever watch like the 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 kid version Scooby-Doo that came out in like the eighties. I think it was called oh, like, yeah. was pup name Scooby-Doo. And there's an episode mm-hmm. where one of the villains was this guy dressed up in like a plant man suit called Stinkweed or something. And I always, <laughs> I always think of that oh, when I think, I think I of the do remember man. that. <laughs> if I, ever do, I, I, I haven't thought about that. Very long that. Time. <laughs> I just remember, uh, I just remember me and Dan are talking about it going, how, how are we going to do this? How is this going to be like a, a thing that's going to happen? Making veggie man a, a cute little cute little creature it happened yeah. though amazing yeah yeah kudos mission, mission accomplished i appreciate mm-hmm. that <laughs> i think my favorite page is uh was it the letter l and i think it's it's mothman in point pleasant <laughs> hanging out next to the mothman statue <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's him and then what is the, the little glasses hanging, out, hanging on the yeah they put the little glasses on the mustache nose yeah on yeah, the that's statue. Right. yeah yeah that was good stuff that was good that's stuff hilarious um, do you, do you guys have any plans for like getting this book, uh, distributed to like a wider audience or are you just kind of like selling it yourselves? Um, I know it's, it's up on your shop, right? Danner, um, on Etsy. Yeah. It's on Amazon and Etsy. And, okay. Gotcha. So, I mean, Amazon's Both pretty like world, worldwide yeah. <laughs> distribution. Um, but I like any talks to, t- uh, with like publishing companies at all or not really we, we haven't really talked about that i mean yeah we obviously want to get as many places as we can and you know but um i think that 
I like I like the I like the publishing companies. Thing. Yeah, I like the fact that we're doing it on Amazon because it's getting it out to more people, and I like the mm-hmm. fact that we're doing it on Danner's um, Danner's uh, shop because I feel like he gets a good amount of traffic, and it also mm-hmm. like the book also. I'm hoping this this is, is what is what is happening that people see the book and they also want to go to your other products and see how great your other products are and buy a couple stickers or you know whatever else. So I think oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I would obviously like to see it you know blow up huge, but it's 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 tricky in trying to find it's it's it is it's still very a, a niche thing. It's not you know yeah. But you know we've done pretty well so far. But I would like to do hardcover books. Is is, is my? Ooh, I think we yeah. talked about that dinner maybe. Yeah, and, uh, I, we we just have to find like the right printer for it. Right. Um, because our current publisher, uh, Jeanette, mm-hmm. she was the one that pointed us in the direction of the KDP printing. Mm-hmm. And uh, KDP is easy. It's cheap. Um, I hate supporting Amazon. At the end of the yeah. day, <laughs> that's not very fun. But uh, no, I would love to branch out and absolutely find other printers maybe do like bigger books smaller books i I just i would love to see it come in multiple shapes and sizes Mm -hmm. that'd be that'd be pretty cool and hopefully we'll have all that ironed out and figured out by the time uh ding 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 number two comes out yeah oh oh well (laughs) well um well, you guys mentioned you you you've been doing some some tours with the book too, and you had to. Uh, we were talking before uh, before the show about having to cancel uh, a couple showings. Um, do you guys have any any uh, future plans for some tours uh, like this spring at all, twenty twenty two? Well, I just I just I just texted him before we um, we were chatting. And I was like, because we had a library tour planned, but um, dinner and got down with the sickness. And, yeah. uh, yeah, so I did. we couldn't make it and that's fine. Uh, cause we had a, an event, uh, planned out for the Flatwoods monster museum too, to go hang out and sign books and, and stuff. But I, I just, and like, you, you still made it to like the Yeti festival. Yeah, there was a Yeti festival. Like yeah, like, so I was so still there, like, but he, he, I had to be there in, there in spirit, unfortunately, but like, we, we still like made a little bit of an event out of it. Yeah. But like in terms of an actual proper book tour, yes, we were absolutely trying to make yeah. sure that gets rescheduled. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we were just saying, you know, hopefully soon. Hopefully it happens. Because we went on a library tour before and just hand out the book at the at library. Oh, it was a blast. That was a blast. We both had a great time. Awesome. And the book's been pretty well received so far from most most folks. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's an awesome book. uh, Five stars across the board. Heck yeah. I would say so. Heck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Especially on this little, on the library tour we did. People really, people that haven't heard of it, they really appreciated it. And, you know, they were like, yeah, let's get it in this library. Let's, let's yeah, it, it's been super humbling because like when you were reaching out to these libraries, you're like, hey, you know, can we meet up and talk to you? Mm-hmm. And like the day that we actually show up, uh, of course, the person that you were speaking to at the library wasn't working there. It was like some intern behind the desk. Mm-hmm. And every person that we handed it to was all like, I don't know what this is. But I love this. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it it yeah. was it was it was a really good feeling. Yeah, yeah. that's a great feeling for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, I got a question for you, Mike, and, uh, you know, congrats to you as well. You, you and uh, your wife, uh, are expecting a kiddo. Mm-hmm. Oh, soon. Thank you. It's yeah. going to be a, yep. a, a Sooner great, later, a great adventure. Sure. Uh, yeah. do you see yourself authoring more children's books in the future? Uh, I know like Danner had mentioned, you know, book number two, uh, do you have any ideas or anything you can reveal about that at this point? Is, 
is it like more of a children's book or are you doing something mm-hmm. more uh like young adult i don't know <laughs> yeah now we're me and dan are, are teenagers are, next yeah we i don't like teenagers i don't want to smoke no me and dan are, are, are going to be doing another book of course i mean this i feel like it was the first book was we had a positive experience together working together it was easy it was there was no oh no it was only a matter of time yeah and that nice. thinks we we worked together really good really well. yeah and uh you know we bounce off each other pretty pretty well and stuff so i think what we were talking about was doing co- maybe colors you know and uh like mop and learns the colors um, oh nice yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so i have I, I have written i had written i have a list of you know i kind of have the, the book written out a little bit i kind of want to go back and see if i need to change anything in there if i or if i feel like you know there's you know if there's things i can think of that might be better for for kids or something but yeah there's right. definitely there's definitely gonna be more more books and they're definitely gonna be moth we, we want to make mothman learns a series of books. awesome so, awesome yeah. yeah yeah that'll that'll be great i can't wait <laughs> i'd love to have like a little like bundled hardcover trilogy or something right like, that. Nice. Little, like a box set or something yeah yeah, would, yeah. I, that, that's that's the dream that's the dream nice. right we'll make it happen we'll make that happen but like <laughs> also like we took we with the first book we took our time and made sure everything was uh exactly the way we wanted it we didn't we didn't push anything yeah. so i feel like when we go into things i feel like i maybe i think danner feels the same way we don't want to make anything feel um unnatural or anything you know we want we don't want to push it just to, to have it out you know what i mean so yeah yeah for sure we're definitely definitely going to work at it and then make sure it's the thing something that we like that we would want to release and then mm-hmm. release it nice so. yeah that's awesome um i can't wait to see uh the, the future of Mothman learns. That's going to be, that's going to really be cool. really cute. The, yeah. the stuff we've been talking about so far for Mothman learns the colors. I think uh, a lot of people are really going to love it. Nice. Yeah. Do you think you'll uh, introduce like more cryptid characters? Cause you, you ha- kind of had like the core six for mm-hmm. Mothman learns the ABCs. Uh, but there's, you know, there's obviously a lot more cryptids around uh, even in West Virginia and Ohio and right. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. We need it. We still need to chat about that, I think, but we definitely want to have the gang back. I think, I think that's, Oh yeah. The, the gang yeah. will be back, but they might add a With friend or two. I don't know. Colors. We have to talk about that. So yeah, still, still dinner. <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, we'll, well see. We kind of played with the idea, like, uh, I don't like one of the friends having like a cousin or something from out of town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like it was um, a way to throw in another cryptid or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like uh, cryptid from Europe or something. Or yeah. <laughs> they flew in. The long lost cousin. Uh, um, what What would you say was like the most challenging part about writing and illustrating Mothman Learns the ABCs? Mm. Mm. I feel like this answer is going to be different for both of us. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> yeah. I have to think. <laughs> I have to think about it too. I would say, honestly, the hardest part... And this wasn't even a huge like hurdle for us, but the distance between the two of us was kind of hard that we couldn't like sit down together. Right. But like at the same time, like we were both pretty receptive, like even just over text and like FaceTime and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We did a pretty good job of sharing ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but just not being able to like sit down and like work on it in the same room, I think was the only downside. But otherwise we really didn't hit any major hurdles. Mm-mm. That's it good. Really wasn't. <laughs> it was, a, it was a surprisingly smooth project. Like 
yeah. for both being both of our first book, like I think we were pampered with how easy it was. Yeah. <laughs> and how I long did we were, it take? And I, I, like I said, well, we took our time with it. So yeah, yeah it, it was an on and off thing. It was one of those things where it's like one of us will work on it one day, one of us will work on it the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we take a couple of days off because at the time uh, when we were writing it and working on it, it was during the pandemic. So like things were all up in the air. We didn't know what was going on. Uh, yeah. At one point, Mike, you got COVID mm-hmm. and it was just like this big mess between everything where like neither of us knew what was happening. So in terms of like raw work, it was probably like three months of work, but mm-hmm. we had spread that out over the course of like seven months, just really taking our time with it, working on it every few days. Mm-hmm. It was really more of a, pra- a passion project than anything. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And like, we're, I think we're really receptive to each other and, uh, you know, uh, we were buddies before that too. And, uh, and I think that, um, yeah, that, that, uh, that helped being just like friends and being able to, if we wanted, if that didn't seem to work out, then we change it. And if we had ideas, it was, it's never like nobody got offended by anything and nobody got like hurt by anything. It was never like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I like this. I don't like this. It was, it, it's just, uh, it was all, it was, it was all good. And I would say the hardest part about writing, it was uh, just trying to think of uh, cute ideas. I mean, that's what I just wanted. Like, cause I know, I know Danner was going to do some cute drawings. So I, I need to have those, those ideas for him to like, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just needed, I, I was, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that, uh, that my words matched up with Danner's art. So that was a little nerve wracking a little bit, but it was, mo- it mostly flowed pretty, pretty well, you know? So. Right on, right on. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like a, an overall, a very positive, uh, mm-hmm. experience, which is, absolutely, which is yeah. great. You know, it was, and there was like no like crazy hard deadlines. Nope. No, no. It, it was That's a really stress thing. Yeah, I yeah, love if that. You, it was if no, you're like, doing it yourself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we weren't like it has to be done by by then because and our I publisher like, was super laid back as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Jeanette. She was really nice. Yeah, Twenty One Crows Dust yeah. to Dawn Publishing. They they they, uh, they helped us out. Uh, you know, she was telling us. You know, she was helping, giving us tips and stuff, and you know, she was really chill too. So nice. I think she she wants to help out with the second book too. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be great. That'll be great. Um, so I was wondering, uh, what are you guys, uh, your favorite, uh, Fordian authors and, or like, uh, what, what kind of, you know, b- a book about the weird or high strangeness, like what's your favorite author and book? Ooh, that's fun. Like, that's a fun if one. you could spend a day with, with <laughs> a Fordian author <laughs> that's no longer here, who would it be? Yeah. <laughs> That's really fun. I like, um, I like Gray Barker a lot. Damn it. That was going to be my answer. I got to think of a better one. Well, you can, it can be your answer. You know, like Gray Barker was great. I like, I like, was his, great. I like his book. Uh, I'd like to spend a day with him because he was a little bit of a, a prankster and, uh, yeah, I was going to uh, say he's a little bit of a troll. He was a little bit of a troll, <laughs> but also a lot of people give him, a lot of people give him shit, uh, yeah. for, you know, being that prankster and, you know, liking money a lot, <laughs> but he was on, he was on, on the cases for all a lot of the big West Virginia cryptids. I mean, he yeah. was, he might've been a jokes, jokester and he might've been in it for, you know, the money, but he was there for Grafton monster. He was there for veggie man. He was, there, he was there for Mothman, Flatwoods monster. He covered, he covered a lot of that. So like yeah. he, he injured cold. Yeah. He, he yeah. was, he was part of the, He was part of the, mm-hmm. whether people like, like it or not. I mean, he was, he was there and he was reporting on it. So uh, I'd like to hang out with him for a day and just, you know, 
uh, prank called John Keel and, you know, just messing around and stuff, you <laughs> yeah, know, stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, he, but, he, he wrote like the first book about the men in black too, didn't he? Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. And I, I also like, um, of course I like John Keel. I mean, that's just an obvious. And I like, I like Ron Moorhead st- uh, a lot. He did the Sierra sounds, but he's written a few, uh, a few books. I think one's yeah. called, one's called the quantum Bigfoot, I think, but he's a really cool dude. Yeah, so. he he was he did a um a lecture at CryptidCon, didn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, I was there, I, I was there. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to I wanted to check that out and I, I didn't get a chance yeah. to <laughs> he's an amazing dude. So yeah, I definitely yeah. hang out with him and yeah, I got to talk to him for a few minutes, but yeah, his books are great. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, what Danner? About you, Danner? <laughs> um I already took well, your answer. I'm sorry. No, you're totally fine. You're totally fine. Um <laughs> I know it's going to sound cliche, but I think I'd like moving down the list. I got to say John Keel. I mm-hmm. was a big fan of uh, Disneyland of the gods. And uh, he just, yeah, his, his writing style was like, it was just analytical enough where you were getting all the information, but like, he wasn't really boring about it. He's like, um, I think it's honestly kind of why I like astonishing legends so much hmm. because they, it kind of falls within the same vein of just the way he approaches things. He kind of the deep dive without being too terribly bland. Yeah. <laughs> because like he, he admits that like he's covering weird shit. Like, Oh yeah. It's, he, he's not trying to be super objective about it. He's being, you know, as being as, as objective as he can, but taking it seriously, but also being like, I know this sounds crazy guys. And I, I just I've in like listening out. to like interviews with him. I love the way he talks about it. Ah, yes, that's something I've actually never done is is gone back and and checked out interviews. I like you know there aren't like, a whole lot of them out there. Yeah, like reading the Mothman prophecies. It's like you know he's he's very like his his writing style. Yeah, it's it's kind of like hey, this is weird. But this is what's going on. It this doesn't feel the, like you're reading a textbook. Shit. Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> this is the weird shit I'm dealing with. Oh, here's an anecdote from this person. Uh, maybe this is connected to that. Uh, <laughs> Ultra terrestrials or something. Synchronicities. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah, he's uh, take a shot. That's, that's definitely a good one for <laughs> sure. <laughs> nice. Um, awesome. Well, uh, let's see here. Um, do you guys have any advice for people out there who are interested into uh, getting into writing and, and publishing their own books? Because that's probably seems like a daunting task for a lot of people who don't know where to start. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that's tricky. Well, with the age of the internet, self-publishing is getting easier and easier. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. honestly lucked out that we were able to find the publisher that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, she pretty much jumped at us being like, yes, I definitely want to do this. Mm-hmm. But um, looking into it before that, we were doing a lot of research into self-publishing and we didn't realize just how easy it was. Like there are so many resources out there where like, just like, I'm saying like the publishing process should not be a reason to not put a book out there. If you've got the idea, mm-hmm with the advancements of the internet it will take care of that for you just if you've got the idea you've got to push the idea yeah because we were in the same boat we were just like i mean honestly mike came to me he's like i've got this idea 
uh, it's just an idea right now. Can we make it happen? And I was like, I don't know. Let's see it. And yeah. it was a surprisingly smooth process. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So like, we don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Because, we, you know, we were, like I said, we were, we were buddies before and uh, we got along mm-hmm. good. I think that um, if you really think about your, the idea and really think about it, really, really think about what you want to do. Uh, make sure you want to do it. You know what I mean? Because you don't, exactly. you don't want to half-ass something and just, you know, lose, lose your, uh, I don't know. Credibility. Sort of. Yeah. Lose. Yeah. You just don't want to lose that, uh, drive you have for, for writing this book. So make sure it's something you really want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before you, before you, well, it, it, it sounds, it sounds cheesy, right? But like you got to feel it. You got to, you, yeah, gotta, you, you have to it's like, true. Yeah. if you're going to be writing something, you really, it has to be something that you're passionate about. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. That's, that's all I, all I say, just make sure that you really, you really want to do it and you really want to see it through the end. And that should, it should be, it should be good. You'll meet, if you really want to do it, you'll make it happen. That's, that's, that's how it goes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Put your mind to it. Whole mm-hmm. asset. No, no yep. half-assing. <laughs> and no half-assing. this goes out to everyone. Uh, yep. Mike's information and my information are going to be in the show notes. If you have any questions at all, or if you want mm-hmm. to put it in the right direction, reach out to us. Yep. We aren't yeah. just like some big invisible entity. Shoot yeah. us an email, shoot us a message. We'll yeah. respond. Yeah. yeah. Listen, listen, listen up people. If you're, if you're yeah. an artist or a writer, you know, mm-hmm. we'll point you in the right direction. Out. Yeah. <laughs> in our infinite wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tanner, um, I, I should have asked this earlier, but um, who's your, uh, your biggest influence as an artist? Do you have anyone that you kind of like has inspired you a lot um, with the the art that you create? Okay. So this kind of goes way, way back, way back when I was like in early high school. Um, I, growing up, I had been, I had always drawn little characters. I remember like in elementary school opening copies of like Nintendo power and just like sitting with my lined paper notebook spiral bound sketching pictures of nintendo characters i saw you know they were all <laughs> awful but i was like a kid and i was just like i'm just gonna draw this thing that i think is cool but um for some reason growing up dan paladin's work of the behemoth he did like he did illustrations for like castle crashers alien hominid battle block theater um i saw his work and for some reason it like really jumped out at me it was the first time i like really immersed my myself in like that kind of like cell shaded flash animation style because up until that point like I grew up with like Studio Ghibli I was kind of under the impression that like illustration was like this like incredibly difficult detailed thing that like I couldn't really attain it was sort of just like a fan thing for me something I just did on the side but I saw Dan Paladin's work and like the simplicity of it kind of energized me a bit I was like okay I don't have to be I don't have to go for realism to really make something my own. And from there, I didn't illustrate for a long time, but then I started like working on my own characters and kind of building like a universe for myself in college on the side. And um, I've always kind of stuck to that simplistic, like simple shapes, um, minimal outline. Like I, I really don't work with like line weight at all. It's I rely on shape and color, which is completely deviated from what dan paladin does which is it's, so it's funny that i like list him as a reference because his style is still very different from what i do 
Yeah. But his artwork definitely relies on the simple shapes. And so I kind of tried to take that to the next level, cut the outlines out and just work with shape and color. I'm a big fan of like silhouette art. Yeah. Yeah. Is is Alien Hominid that video game? Yeah, it was like that old GameCube game. That was an awesome game. <laughs> it was. And it was such like a goofy little style, but it yeah, like it, yeah. it looked was cool. decent at the same time. I was like, there's something about it. I was like, I've yeah. never seen a published game that just looks so like chicken scratch. Chicken scratch. Yeah. I was like, if that can work, and then if he can like develop that further in his future games, that's right. like I it makes me it, it felt I felt like legitimized in a way yeah that was your that was your <laughs> awakening your illustration yeah awakening. it's just because at that point it's like video games like indie games weren't around like video right, games were this thing where like it's either this incredibly polished game or it's some flash game on the internet and then when seeing alien hominid i was like wow yeah, yeah. that game was all that's a good influence uh, like, like three good dudes game. made this yeah that's great <laughs> yeah Nintendo Power, that's old school. Yeah. <laughs> I remember entering in a uh, uh, a contest they did for like uh, Mega Man boss characters back in like the mid 90s. Oh my God, I remember <laughs> doing that. One, I think it was for Mega Man 6 and a couple of people, some kids like actually uh, got their characters in the game. <laughs> and that was like, I love that kind of community uh, outreach. Yeah, show. yeah. That was, that was a fun time. I, I think I did like a whole like series of like the eight bosses, but. I think it was, it was too late submitting it. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Uh, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Um, and do you do you guys have any um advice for uh the next generation of of kids wanting to uh get into cryptids and and Fortean research? There's there's so much to to know about all of this, and uh, it's it's a little daunting as to where to start and uh you know we're we're all we're all a little older uh so some 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 nice advice for uh the the younger people out there i think would be i've got some good advice do you want me to go first or do you want to go yeah i want to hear it okay so number one advice don't get all of your information from the internet. I know I was talking about how great the internet was just a second ago, <laughs> but with the popularity of like SCP and creepypasta, there are a bunch of kids out there that are like, Ooh, Slenderman's real. But it's like, no, 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 no. Uh, there's a weird line right now in history where cryptozoology and like internet conspiracy theories are starting to blur. And a lot of people don't realize that these are two completely separate subsets of spooky shit. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to try to do any research yourself, uh, like pick up a book, find something by a credible writer, um, and just like creepypastas are fun. But that skew your perception of the world of cryptozoology and get outside and just start listening to things because you'll hear weird stuff. If you, if you spend enough time looking up, you'll see something strange. Yeah. <laughs> but just in the internet age, uh, pick up a book. I I, I I sound like an old man saying that, but that is the yeah. best way to immerse yourself in it. Well, that's, that's, exactly, what I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. Go pick up a book. Read a book. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's it. I mean, like, there's a lot of good books written about cryptids. And uh, yeah, internet is, like you said, there's a, there's a fine line between this internet stuff and 
people dedicated their lives to the study of this shit and then right. there are kids being like oh scp 87 yeah <laughs> and also yeah. like i also think that like that'd i'm be not trying to one. poke fun here yeah. I, I i hate to be so i i, I don't mean to sound so cynical i apologize yeah, yeah, po- poke fun all you want tanner <laughs> I think, um, yeah like I doing, your own, doing your own research and um i think another thing is not letting you not letting people stop you from doing this stuff too. not letting people make you feel weird about it or make you feel, I don't know, yeah. some kind of, some kind of way about it. Not letting yeah. people like tell you you're strange because you're into it. Yeah. But there yeah. are universities now where you can graduate with a degree in cryptozoology. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a, a thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't, don't let people's uh, skepticism deter you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Live, yeah. Stick, yeah. Stick, your to, your stick yeah. to your guns when it comes to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it's fat. It's a fascinating world and it's, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's something weird going, going on out, out there in reality mm-hmm. and what it is, uh, is anyone's best guess, but yep. there's, there's something else <laughs> beyond, uh, beyond our perception here, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of, uh, audience questions uh if, if you guys want to take a minute to uh check these out um yeah. so my, my first one <laughs> my first one here it's maybe not necessarily cryptid related but uh danner you just mentioned studio ghibli but um uh bumper nyan mix asks uh if either of you guys love oh, anime. I know Bumper Nyan mix. Yeah. Hey, yeah. shout out. Yeah, shout out. Oh, yeah. yeah, they want to know if you love anime or not. <laughs> um, I'm not the hugest, like, I enjoy anime. I really do. I really like a lot of Japanese animation. I simply have not immersed myself in as much of it as I think I should have. But, like, growing up with Studio Ghibli, I really, really kind of fell in love with that art style. And um, it's it does have like a very special place for me. I kind of wish I had pursued it further than I have. And like I still really enjoy like reading some manga here and there. Like I read Attack on Titan, you know, a little while ago. I have, of course, I'm not caught up on it. Um, uh, like Azu Manga Dayo, some like slice of life animes here and there, or slice of life mangas. I really, really enjoyed, but like unfortunately my knowledge of anime is not as vast as I kind of wish it was because <laughs> the problem is there's, I'm so bad at TV shows and there's so much out there. It's there always is. like trying to find out what to immerse myself in. is the hardest part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, what little bits I have seen of like the like six animes I've watched total. Uh, I really did love them. Nice. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the same boat as as Danner with that one. I've watched probably more movies than I have series. I think I've only watched a, probably one full anime series. I watched Neon Genesis. Uh, oh my god, which I was cool. I was a big fan of that. And then more, there's there's more one. just more just like random movies like Akira and uh, uh yeah, Princess Mononoke was good. So I've seen I've seen more. I've just seen like movies. I think and like like I, I've only seen not many so i'm a fan of it <laughs> i'm a fan but i just haven't seen a ton so right on right on um yeah yeah my myself i'm not 
I like it. I like some anime. I grew up watching like Dragon Ball Z and like mm. Gundam and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, Gundam that, always excited me when I was little. Oh yeah, big like mech suits. Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I loved that shit. Um, let's see, we got uh, one more question here from um, our buddy Jonathan Dodd, and he's wondering. Oh, that guy. He's wondering what the uh, the collaboration process um, was like working on the book, which I guess like perhaps you kind of answered it a little bit, but was, I don't know. If you guys Jonathan, were at each other's throats, probably. Jonathan, time, it was right? awful. Let me tell you. I can't stand this guy next to me. Yeah, if you're watching it. this right now, I don't know what side Mike's on, but where is the leave, I can't where's the leave stand meeting him. button right now? Where is <laughs> I need to get out of here right now? <laughs> no, it was wonderful. We talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. It was, it was fantastic. 100% wonderful. It was no, no, uh, no problems. And no death threats. Was good. Yeah, death threats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, <clears throat> well, I've got, um, uh, before we wrap up the regular show here, um, I've got one final question. Regular uh, show, my favorite anime. <laughs> regular show is fun man i uh i never finished it though but <laughs> uh so out of all the uh the high strangeness and 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 weird stuff out in the world what what keeps you up at night the most um Okay, so this is silly because there are so many like scary looking critters out there. Like there's some like genuinely terrifying monsters that people have described over the years. But the one thing that spooks me the most are like the things you can't see. Like poltergeists scare the shit out of me for some mm. reason. I don't know what it is, but like I see something moving, like oh, no. Well, <laughs> no, that's no, no. like those. That's like the scariest like you know horror monster movies are the ones where you can't see. Yeah, you're like, I don't know what I'm trying to run from. And then as soon as they show it, it's ruined. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um when you say uh keeps you up at night, does that mean like uh what you think about? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing for sure. I, I I think I think often a lot about why um um extraterrestrials or uh you know why they haven't <clears throat> I mean they made themselves known but why aren't they coming to like chill with us? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like come on down, like let's, let's hang out and let's figure some stuff out. And right, why right. haven't that, why, ha- why haven't they made themselves more known? That's what I wonder. You're over here getting know. philosophical. I'm like, ghosts are scary. <laughs> ghosts are scary. <laughs> I'm, just, well, I'm, I'm just trying to chill with aliens, man. So that's like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> why, why don't you just like, we know you're there. We know we've seen we've seen your cars, man. You know, yeah, I mean? we've seen your cars. So yeah, like, yeah, just come on down and say hello. We'll share it. We'll share a Mothman beer, and you know, yeah, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole whole litany of theories beyond be uh, about that for sure. Yeah, that's funny. Oh man, yeah. Let's let's hang out with some aliens. What about you? What what do you think? Oh, what what hey, dude, what scares you the most? We need oh, to know man. this for uh, reasons, Mister. What keeps me up at night? Uh, probably getting abducted by aliens, abducted, and not the okay. nice ones, you know, the mean ones. <laughs> no, no, that's the, like, the ones that, with that's the like a genuinely like 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 a cosmic horror. The idea where like you're the fish that's being pulled out of the water. Yeah, right. yeah. and what if, what if this whole world is a uh, a, a giant 
we're, we're like a zoo planet. We're an experiment. And the reason why the aliens don't come down to talk to us is because we're ants to them or something like that. Right. Right. Or maybe they're uh, the game, de- the game developers and the admins for the, uh, the, <laughs> the game of life simulation. Who knows? Right. <laughs> you want to get weird about. with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, curious for sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, we're, we're just about the, at the, uh, probably beyond the top of the, the hour or the half hour. Um, so this has been a, an awesome conversation guys. Uh, thank you a ton for, for hanging out with me on the show tonight. And, uh, thanks everyone out there for listening. Um, for my Patreon members, uh, out there, stick around. We're going to take a, a short break. Uh, if anyone needs to, uh, you know, <laughs> pee or, get a drink or something. Uh, Mike and Dan are going to hang out for a little bit longer and uh, talk about some tales of high strangeness and cryptids uh, that uh, some of their favorite stories uh, from like West Virginia and Ohio. So it's going to be a fun, fun extra little chat for Strangeology Beyond. And uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks again, guys. And until next time. uh, Oh yeah. It was my pleasure. Yeah. Oh, and um before we go, uh, where can uh, where can your uh, your book be found, and what what are all your contact info uh, for for where people can find you? Uh, you can you can you can find me at Moth Boys Podcast on Instagram and uh, Facebook, and uh, yeah, then the book over at Danner's Shop and uh, a Mothman learns the ABCs. I don't know what you have to type in. Why don't you why don't you take that, Dan? <laughs> uh- I can be found on, so the easiest way to find me is Instagram with conjure dust underscore designs. That's C-O-N-J-U-R-E-D-U-S-T underscore designs. And from there, I've got my link tree with the Amazon links and the Etsy links. Um, And I've also got a Redbubble where I throw all of my extra artwork that I don't have the time or resources to turn into physical artwork. Nice. So go to my Instagram. You'll be able to find your way around. Hello links to everything. All right. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll uh we'll see everyone next time. Take care. a lot of fun. Thank you again so much, Mike and Danner, for coming on the show and chatting about your love for cryptids and all things Fortean. Definitely check out their book, Mothman Learns the ABCs. I'll be putting a link to where you can pick it up in the show notes. Uh, You can find it on Etsy and Amazon. But yeah, don't worry about it. I'll I'll leave the links there uh, for sure. Don't sleep on it. So it's it's hard to believe it's 2022 uh, and Strangeology is closing in on uh, its two year anniversary uh, being a thing. It started in 2020, uh, April of 2020, and uh, we're, we're just keeping this thing going. And it's it's been an awesome journey so far. And uh, thank you. Uh, to everyone who has joined me along this journey um, for listening to the show, for following me on social media, uh, sharing all my episodes, uh, just liking the podcast, leaving reviews, 
and and supporting what I do here. It means the world to me. And and thank you again for taking the time out of your day to hang out and check out today's episode. It was a blast. For listeners new and old looking for a way to support the Strangeology podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash strangeology. For as little as $1 a month, you can support this show and help us keep this thing running. I offer a wide variety of benefits and perks throughout six different tiers. And some of these perks include a merch discount to my Etsy shop, VIP Discord room access, early access to content, access to the members-only Strangeology Beyond segments of the show where either my guests hang out for a little while after the show or I dive into some kind of related or additional topic. It can go for 20, 30, 40 extra minutes. So if you want some extra content, that's the way to do it. And you also get some members only merch uh, at certain tiers. So there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Definitely check that out. And a quick shout out to my growing group of patrons who help keep the lights on at Strangeology. We've got Alex Dorgan, Alyssa, The Mystic Novelty Company, Appalachian Huntsman, MetaZoo Games, Greg Morrill from All the Weird, Sean Cologne, Miranda Jarnot, John Hickenbottom, Marine Azmat, Gail Frederick, William Malcomese, Adam Flynn, Connor Boyle, Ryan Holiday, and Cassie Maratson. So again, if you want to check that out, head on over to patreon.com forward slash strangeology and just know that I, I very much appreciate your support. You can also find my shop at strangeology.etsy.com. All of these links are typically in the show notes, uh, or you can head on over and follow me on Instagram where I've got a link tree in my bio uh, and all all the relevant links are in there for everything else. (laughs) You got to keep everything in one place, right? Uh, We're also almost at 5,000 followers on Instagram, which is wild. Uh, So if you haven't followed me there yet, uh, please do. Uh, I definitely appreciate it. I'll probably put together a merch giveaway soon uh, when we when we get to that level. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. I'm also on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook and uh, YouTube as well. Uh, Definitely would be awesome if you could subscribe to my channel. Uh, I post uh, video versions of the podcast uh, over there as well, along with uh, video edits uh, like my top five cryptid series. Uh, And I'll be posting uh, some new on the ground investigation type videos there as well, such as the Northfield Pigman video uh, that I filmed back in the fall. And (laughs) I haven't had time to edit it together yet because of how flat out busy I was throughout uh, November and December. Uh, But I plan on putting that together soon and have a lot of other ideas for uh, videos there. So that'd be awesome if you could uh, check, check out Strangeology over on YouTube. So stay tuned for a lot of cool stuff anyway that's where i'm gonna leave it for now for patreon members stick around after the break mike and danner are going to uh, hang out for a little bit longer to share some of their favorite cryptid stories on strangeology beyond so stick with us and as i always say take care of yourselves and each other and keep it strange 
to all my Patreon members, and thank you for sticking around for Strangeology Beyond. Uh, and thanks again, Mike and Danner, for being able to hang out for a few more minutes. Uh, and we're just going to keep things casual, and, and we're just going to talk, talk some stuff here.